Welcome to the Biz for Good Show, where we highlight misfits, outcasts, and renegades for the being good and doing good movement. We spotlight people that are changing the world by having integrity and honesty and creating an environment of connection, thus showing the true secret to success and creating a life of greater impact. So come on board and create your own Biz for Good life. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Biz for Good Show. I think I have pulled my shoulder dancing to the intro, so uh, welcome to the Biz for Good Show. I'm your host, Bobby Glenn James, along with the in the house, Ryan Pilkington in the house. Ryan Pilkington. Oh, yeah. Right, you move you over me. there. I'm Just somewhere. There. I, he's I there. Live, I'm not there here. he is, right? Oh, wait. Boo. Oh, this one doesn't work anymore. Oh, wow. that's interesting. Oh, wait. Ah. Oh, you there you are. Yay. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Biz for Good show. Here is Ryan Pilkington to tell us about the show today. Yes, today we're sitting down. Oh, hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> today we're going to listen to we birds have, chirping. We have Bob Ross's son on the show today. <laughs> Bob Ross's son. This is so exciting. <laughs> Bob Ross's son. <laughs> Bob Ross's son, also known as the Happy Accident. <laughs> yeah, the Happy Accident. We're gonna have so much fun. I can already tell we're gonna have so much fun with John. <laughs> yeah. What, what's going on? What, okay, tell us about. It. Let's get serious. This is a serious show. Okay, it's not a serious show, but uh, let's tell us about the show today, Ryan. Yeah, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Biz for Good Show. We have John Davis with us, and I didn't ask where he's from. Where are you at right now, buddy? I am in Akron, Ohio, the rubber city. The, the, rubber. the rubber city or robber city? <laughs> rubber. Oh. oh yeah. <laughs> like I didn't know like, there like was rubber. Like rubber for tires or rubber for safe sex? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's really... <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> okay, yeah. We're not going to throw anything at him that he's not going to be able to hit back. Yeah, we're... <laughs> That's good. So, uh, yeah, John Davis is a dynamic speaker, accomplished leader, and expert in managing people to peak performances. John's background in peak performances stems from his work as a fight director and a stunt coordinator for stage in the film, as well as his work in the military. That kind of makes sense, right? Anyways, well, for the military, for the military, for yeah, the military. yeah, in the military, was, for the military, military yeah. around that's the military, two different things. Yeah, I got to get that right. <laughs> John was also a professional comedian who brought his unique entertainment to the military on six USO tours in both Iraq and Afghanistan, uh, and then he's, uh, I, you know, focusing on helping others reach their potential. So we want to welcome John Davis to the show. Welcome. What? Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> he's going with yeah. it. He's going with John. He's 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 already in it. He's already one of us. Yes. Awesome, John. Thank you so much, man. Seriously, for being on the show. We uh we talked a little bit and got got to know each other just a hair, but we we want to. Oh, that's right. We want to uh, get to know you a little. Let's. How did you get to where you are? What's your secret to success? Just you know, tell us something super big and enlightening and amazing. Just no pressure. Uh, Okay. All right. So, <laughs> well, I, uh, I, uh, when I was young, I wanted to be a stuntman and a fight director, and I uh, started going to Renaissance festivals. And then I, I uh, met two guys who were two of the top fight directors in the world. They found uh, 
me to be talented because they, you know, it's all, you know, correctly. Greatness. Anyway, um, <laughs> greatness. That's right. <laughs> and uh, yeah. and uh, they gave me all their training for free. And I decided that I was really going to go all that all in and be a stuntman. I put together a, a sword fighting show called Hack and Slash. Uh, we did that at Renaissance festivals all over the country. Which, for those of you who don't know what that means, that basically means for many years I was wearing tights and living in the woods. Um, <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> men, men in tights. Try tight, not to tight. visualize. <laughs> tight tights. <laughs> but uh, when I was 22 years old, I, I climbed into a van to help some friends unload boxes of clay. He was a professional potter. And I grabbed the first box of clay and I turned to set it outside of the van and my spine split in two. And I collapsed and was paralyzed. And uh, the doctors told me that you are done. There's no there's no chance for you to ever do the things that you want to do in your life. Because uh, I had a condition known as spina bifida occulta, to which I promptly said gesundheit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, basically what happened that day with that extra 80 pounds and twisting, my spine literally unscrewed itself and pinched off my spinal column. They told me that they weren't sure I was ever going to walk again. They weren't sure, and they definitely knew that if I did walk, that I would never have a physical career. And uh, through uh, reading a book by Bruce Lee, I found something about mental flexibility, and I and I worked my way back from that and went on to do over 4,000 live comedy sword fighting shows all over the world, including the front lines of Iraq and Afghanistan. Worked in film, worked with movie stars, worked with all kinds of uh, crazy people. And then um, years went by, and I was still doing my show, and I discovered that I was really, I had learned a lot about how to achieve things in your life. And I was starting to enjoy the time after the show more than before, during the show. But I still wanted to do the cool things with whips and nunchucks. So I decided <laughs> <laughs> that I needed to create something where I could help people achieve their goals, but also do whips and nunchucks and cool, fun comedy things. So I put together the Corporate Action Hero, which is uh, my comedy keynote motivational speaker. I go into corporations all over the all over the world and I, I awaken their interaction here as I get them moving towards goal and through their adversities. And uh, I actually, I end my, my main corporate action hero speech. I end by actually bringing the most timid person I can find in the room up to the stage. And in under five minutes time, they learn to crack a whip and take a target out of my hand. Wow. Nice. Sign me up. Pretty cool. That is awesome. Crack. That sounds like fun. (laughs) It's funny that you said Bruce Lee. I just got finished with a Bruce Lee biography. I just, uh, and gosh, who was the author? Anyway, he he says that this is the the greatest Bruce Lee biography of all times. And, and, uh, man, I just didn't know so much about that guy. Amazing guy. Only three years being a movie star. Basically, well, I mean, he, he was a child star, but not really. In Hong Kong, I just and then just devoted his whole world to kung fu, and then changed it. Oh. And be- and before before he devoted his world to kung fu for a long time, he he, he devoted his world to cha cha. Yeah, cha cha dancing. That's right. <laughs> he was cha-cha a cha cha champion. He did the cha cha. He was like a. He was like a. He didn't he win like he was a, a championship. He was a championship cha cha dancer. He also uh, in in Hong Kong before he was really deep into kung fu. He he did American boxing and won a championship in American boxing. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. In, in, oh, just uh, interesting. Interesting. It's funny man that you, in you mentioned. I think he's probably uh, uh, what's the word influenced so many of us. I mean, I know as a kid, I was like Bruce Lee. I did every kind of martial arts I could get my hands on and stuff just because uh, you, you watch Enter the Dragon one time and you hey, oh, it, it started yeah. the whole world of of. 
of action shows and stuff like that. Anyway, boy, did we get off track. <laughs> so, I like- so, so, so that being said, let me ask both of you a question. <laughs> how many of you in this room, in this, the two of you, how many of you have hit yourself with a pair of nunchucks? Oh, several times. <laughs> Both of you, right? Oh, yeah. Everybody yeah. who's picked a pair up has whacked themselves oh, in some way. Yeah. Now, I bought some padded you? ones. Yeah, I bought the padded yeah. ones, too. Which one of you hit yourself in ways you don't you don't want to talk about on the show? Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. Where your voice got really high? Oh, my gosh. This is great. Oh, so much fun. This is this is a, a, a bro thing right now. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like I I had Ninja Stars, a nunchuck, I had a yeah, bow staff, size. Yeah, the size. Yeah. I, I grew up in I grew up in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, which is an hour and a half away from South Street, Philadelphia, Ooh. which meant that I was jumping up to Asian World of Martial Arts and going through the store buying stuff, which was the best. Oh. If you know anything, back in those days, we used to order from Asian World of Martial Arts. Yep. Yes, 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 yes. Yep. That's where I got my yes. my ninja. Uh, Suit. I wanted to get the. Suit, yep. I want to get I had the one of those. boot. I had one of those back in the I wanted day. The, I wanted. I totally did. And the foot, the foot things. Yeah, with, clamp, with your toe. With the toe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh they're, my they're god. Called, they're called tobbies. Tobbies. <laughs> Oh, I got, I got, man. I got, I got bullied. So that was like the way I was trying to figure out how to kick some butt. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So fun. Wow. Memory lane. I love it. <laughs> so so cool. Well, thank, thanks, John, for bringing all that up. That's yeah. No problem, so, man. That's the best. So how did you go from uh, do? So you 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 did stuntmaning for for movies and and then for uh, on the. And and you kind of touched on it, but I kind of want to know a little bit more of how did how did you transition that and to make that into a career of would you say it's it's personal development or would you say it's uh, just uh, leadership skills? What do, what do you what would you say you 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 teach the most? I te- what I teach is called the five F's of achievement, and basically it's a method by which you hack the fight or flight response so that you can uh, get out of your own self limiting beliefs and achieve more in half the time. Mm-hmm. And so it's all based in the primal response of, of, of uh, the fight or flight response, as I said. So it's a matter of hacking that system that we all naturally have and, and shortening the curve. When I, had, I, told, I said earlier, I bring that timid person to the stage, by guiding them through the system and negating their fear, what happens is I, they do all of that stuff in under five minutes because of the fact that I'm, I'm actively hacking that fight or flight response if you can learn to do that for yourself what happens is you can achieve anything in your life and you know it, it took me having my spine split in two to learn this process and once i learned the process I, I applied it to all areas of my life and once i started applying it to all areas of my life my life got so easy and so simple because you know i never thought of goals as something daunting any longer it was you know i'm creating successful present moment actions and th- th- those those outcomes would surround my experience really quickly and easily because of the fact that I wasn't invested in the fear response to getting it. Whoa. Mm. You, That's you, exciting. So you, you, did, did you say there's five? Five of them. Yep, C- yep. Can you, I can, can you yeah, list I them for us? Yeah, are you cool you, for it? Yeah, you want, me, you want me to describe the whole thing? Absolutely. Why not? Well, uh, hey, you know, uh, it's, it's your it's show. show. It's, it's, yeah, it's your show. How, it's your how, show. How, how long is the show? 
As long as uh, we need... Oh, we didn't actively discuss that. Uh, We'll stop it when we need to. When Bobby starts leaving the room, you'll know it's time. (laughs) Okay, so I'll I'll keep it tight and high, all right? Uh, Very good. (laughs) So the first of the five Fs is fearlessness. 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 There you go. Do do the voice again. Fearlessness. Monday, Monday, Monday. Um, um, (laughs) Monday. (laughs) Actually, I guess it would be if it's FB. Friday, Friday, Friday. Friday. Um, (laughs) um, Fearlessness. But before you can talk about fearlessness, you need to talk about what fear is. Because I ask audiences all over the world what fear is. And uh, the room always goes silent. They have no idea what fear really is. Uh, and then they just somebody know in the back they're of the afraid, room, right? They just know they're afraid. Right. And then somebody in the back of the room will say, false evidence appearing real, um, which is the standard <laughs> answer all over the world. Right. Uh, but that's not really what fear is, because fear, when you break it down scientifically, is an emotional reaction to some future event that may or may not happen with you focused on a negative outcome. And mm-hmm. to break it down even shorter, all fear really is is negatively focused uncertainty and so the first thing you have to do is, is get out of being in fear just by labeling it as fear and then releasing the fear now here's the cool part there's a way to break the fear cycle and it's a way that has been used by stuntmen and by soldiers in the field and they, they train actors to use this technique all the time you see you guys ever watch those national geographic shows on tv mm-hmm. absolutely Okay. Now, you know that one doomed gazelle that's in every episode? <laughs> it's running. <laughs> I always right, feel right. bad. Cheetahs after it. I always feel bad. Right, right, for right. And that yeah, yeah. And he the, clips it on before, the leg, and you know, it's, right. it, it's done. Exactly. <laughs> but before that cheetah comes, that, 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 uh, that gazelle's out there eating grass. Having fun. Right. Having fun, right? And then that cheetah hits the field. First thing that, that gazelle does is go, <gasps> gasp for air. Right? Most people, when they get into a fear response, they don't feel like they can breathe. Mm. Well, the, the misconception is, is that they can't breathe because what's really happening on a primal and a physiological response is that their body is storing air so they can run further and faster. Uh, actors on Broadway are literally trained, if they forget their lines in front of thousands of people in their audience, Take they're breath. literally trained to exhale, relax their muscles, and shut off the fear response and turn their cognitive mm. brain back on and all their lines rush right back into their head. Hmm. Whoa. So, isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? I'm going to remember that. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that, so you have to set that fears aside. Of course, as I said, it's also fear being negatively focused on certainty means that it's your responsibility to focus positively rather than negatively to get out of fear. Because there's, a, the next, there, there's different outcomes. It doesn't always have right. to mean a dead gazelle. I've seen it where right. the gazelle gets away. It sometimes yeah. happens. It could yeah. happen. <laughs> It, it could it could happen, and then you know then you could also have that peg leg gazelle too, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every time I get in a, 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 an airplane though, and I think it's going to fall out of the sky, you know, most of the time it doesn't. Right. Nine, I, I, have, I have literally had an equal number of landings as takeoffs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so, uh, so when I talked to the soldiers in Iraq and Afghanistan, and I said, "How can you go into a firefight and know?" that you're going to come out okay. And they said, well, first we have to set our fears aside, and they do it by exhaling because they're trained to do that. The second thing is, is they say, I have an objective. I have a focus, something to, to go for. So the second of the five S is focus, fearlessly focus, right? Mm-hmm. And what you focus on, hit now I'm going to drop into a little psychology here, right? Mm-hmm. 
completely. What you consciously focus on, your subconscious mind will show you the pathway to. And yeah, have either one of you guys liked a certain kind of car? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Did you notice that you started seeing that kind of car all over the place? Yep. I've even bought one and went, man, this is the most rare, cool thing. And all of a sudden, there's a thousand of them on the road. Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) That's because your conscious mind is focused on something. Your subconscious mind shows it to you. That's the way it works. So if you're going to get focused on something, you really do have to get focused on, on, on the positive. So as a stuntman, when you're standing on top of a tower getting ready to jump off, I promise you, you are not focused on the tower. You're focused on where the heck you're going to land. Right? <laughs> you're focused on the, the place where you're going to put your would, butt. You know what I'm saying? That's a smart. That's a smart thing to focus on. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, where am I going to Where am I going to put this butt? Right. So. Um, <laughs> so uh, so you, you 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 don't want to focus on the positive outcome, not on the on the, on the mess ups. You got fearlessly focus. Middle ones is is the the pillar of it all. It's faith, belief, confidence. You have to believe you can do it. You know. Either of you guys have a Nerf crossbow? Mm. I, I just sold mine. Sorry. You sold it you had, on but, eBay? For, <laughs> but you had, did you have one? No. I didn't. Not a crossbow. Oh, crossbow. My son's I've had seen every one, kind uh, of a, both of my sons have had every kind of a Nerf gun there is on the planet. It's on my TV yeah, my, list. My kid was a, is a Nerf aficionado as well. <laughs> and um, he had a Nerf crossbow. And that damn thing is the most accurate weapon in the world. And, <laughs> It's just crazy. At six years old, he could hit the target every time, no problem. And we had a we had a game where we'd sh- we'd sit on the couch in the living room and shoot through the kitchen door and hit the side of the trash can in the kitchen, and my kid would giggle. And at six, that was the greatest thing ever. And um, my jo- now my job as a father was to make sure that he won the competition because he was six, right? So he'd get up there and he'd shoot. He'd hit the target every time. And then I'd shoot, and I'd shoot the wall and the floor and the ceiling and him and anything but that damn trash can. And um, finally, about the third, third or fourth time, he starts laughing. I go, kind of, why are you laughing? He says, Dad, I know why you miss. I said, what? why? Why do you think I miss, kind of? He says, because you don't believe you're going to hit it. <laughs> dun, 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 my little Yoda, right? You have to have faith. You have to believe you're going to hit it because, because the next of the five S will not happen if you don't believe it. If you don't believe you're going to get it, because the next of the five Fs is follow through. You actually have to do something. And if you're not acting, it's because you don't believe it. You don't believe it's going to happen. Right. You won't so you follow fearless- through. Right. You won't follow through. You have to have fearlessly focus with faith and follow through. Yeah. Right. And then the last of the five Fs is one that we've kind of already talked about a little bit. Uh, flexibility. You got to have that mental flexibility. When something comes up that seems contrary to what you're trying to achieve, you have to realize that it came up to resolve it so that you can get to the thing you're actually focused on, the goal you've set. You know, it's not there to stop you. It's there to be resolved. And if you can keep your mind flexible enough to be like water, as Bruce Lee would say, yes. and flow around <laughs> and all that stuff, right? Yep. You end up actually getting to your goal and achieving your goal. So fearlessly focus with faith, follow through with flexibility. Friday, 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 Friday. I love it. That, that kind of makes me think, you know, we hear all the time uh, as an entrepreneur, you sh- you've got to be open to pivot. Uh, so many Absolutely. people will take their idea and they will bury it in the ground saying, this is it, this is it. And all they had to do was just tweak it a little bit and it would have been that right. billion dollar idea. Absolutely. And, and the thing is that that idea of, uh, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, you know, we all have our fears of whether we're going to lose much money. 
right? If we're going to go into something and we're going to waste our money, right? Mm-hmm. You can set that fear aside and keep moving, right? You, you can get focused on a positive outcome. You can have faith in that outcome and then take the action steps to get there and realize that as we talked about that car earlier, you know, when you set your conscious mind, which is the only moment you live, your conscious moment, yep. when you set your mind on a goal and something comes up, it's because your subconscious mind showed it to you to, to resolve. You know, so you're, it literally is part of the process. And here's the tough part that people have is that you know, when they're doing these small moments successfully, you know, they, 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 sometimes they get focused on that giant goal that's out there and they're like, they get too focused on the goal and stop doing the action steps. And, you know, that giant goal is never going to magically appear in your present moment. In fact, when you finally experience that goal, it's going to be in your present moment. So here's a big realization for entrepreneurs. The goal is coming to you. You don't have to get to it. If you can get your head wrapped around that, it's pretty cool because it's coming to your present moment. Wow. (laughs) It's good stuff. I love that, too. I've always been a big proponent of the now. I think the big thing is my ADD won't let me live anywhere else, but. (laughs) <laughs> I forget or I jump around. Well, that explains I, a lot. If, if it's not happening, yeah, if it's not happening right now, I've I've either passed it by or forgotten about it or whatever. So, yeah. uh, so I, I I love it. Uh, I, I tell people, you know, it's the only thing that we have control over is right. We we can't fix the past, and and we don't exactly know what the future is going to happen. Right. Well, you see, think about think about this. The past is your subconscious past, right? All that really is is a storehouse of present moment memories that you have a belief built from. Mm. And all the future really is is a place where you set goals for your next present moment. So if that's truly the case, then right here, right now is all you really got. And now here's, here's another one for you. Thought, word, and deed. Those are the three things that have to happen in your present moment. And thought and word without deed is daydreaming. Mm. Thought, word, and deed is, is achieving. Ooh, I'm gonna have to re-listen to this episode, dude. Bomb, this is bomb. good stuff, man. <laughs> well, well, I, I I stole all of this from from one of my gurus. His name was Yoda. <laughs> uh, I've heard of him. He, he's, there yeah, is he, no is, try, listen, right? Do or do not. Yeah, <clears throat> do or do not. There is no try. Right? <laughs> you have to get into that mindset. That, see, now that's a cool thing. Now check this out. If you only have your present moment, check this shit. This is crap out. All cuss on your own cuss on your thing. <laughs> I almost said a different word. Anyway, I will not say it anymore. Um, <laughs> um, it, if Yoda was right, and he was, um, what you say about your present moment is what you're creating in your experience, right? So I, in my process of coming back from my spine splitting into, had to take certain words out of my conver- out of my vocabulary, and those words were wanting, needing, hoping, and trying. <sighs> I no longer said I am wanting, mm. I am needing, I am hoping, I am trying. Now, I'm going to throw a little, a little twist of spirituality in here. Okay? Mm-hmm. Buddha says what you think you become, you create your world. Gandhi said you must be the change you want to see in the world. You know, Krishna said you are the culmination of your thought. Jesus said whatever you ask in God's name is granted. But Moses said God's name was I am. And if you ask God for I am wanting, he'll gladly give you wanting. Mm. So no more wanting, needing, hoping, or trying. I am creating. I am enjoying. I am am succeeding. I am a champion. Mm. Those are much different words. So I took those those non 
creative words out of my present moment. Wow. And I started creating amazing things. But this has been awesome. This We're going to have to have so you back good. on the show. Yeah, we yeah, can. Injection. <laughs> you know, we don't always get – you never know what you're going to get on the show. It's a beautiful thing. We've had so many powerful – entrepreneurs and people and 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 sometimes we really connect with folks so thanks for being that cool connection john you're awesome <laughs> thanks are you are you thanks. up for the the wheel, wheel are you up for taking on the wheel? Let's, let's do this thing all right we're gonna do the wheel let's bring wheel up the wheel of Crayley. the wheel of Crayley. okay we are going to spin the wheel now it's Blue, red, red, yellow, purple, blue, yeah, red, white, yellow, 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 yellow. Overcoming a family crisis in business. Business. We never know what the heck it actually means, so you're going to have to figure that out. All right. Well, well, actually, I can I can deal with that. Okay. Um, Crisis means that you're focused on a fear response and a negative response. So, how do you overcome it? Exactly what I said to do. Let go of the fear and get to work. You know, start doing things. Um, if you want to overcome anything in your life, you have to, first of all, get rid of the fear's response to it. Because that's the thing that's making everything hard. That's the thing that's making everything limited. Right. And do if you, you can break through that fear response, then, then you can actually think to get the things done. Do you have an example of when you overcame a family crisis within, in business? Do you have an dude, example? I'm, dude, I'm... Dude, I, I'm Catholic. I have a lot of family things we could talk about. I have six brothers and sisters, man. I, there's all kinds of stuff we could talk about. Uh, um, uh, well, not, not, I never really went into business with any of my, with any of my uh, siblings. But I can, let, me, let me share one business story that's not sibling-oriented, but I think you're going to find this interesting. Perfect. Um, yes. That's it. That's uh, the one. All right. I, well, they're good. I'm glad, I'm glad we're all on the same page. Um, <laughs> so at one point, I directed the Tennessee Renaissance Festival. And um, I had what it was when you hire for a Renaissance Festival, you hire on one contract for the act. And they get paid like once or twice during the entire run, usually halfway through at the end. <clears throat> and so it was it was uh, it was a six week show. It was third weekend. It was payday. And I was out working the site and I just got a twinge in the back of my head that I, sh- I should go down to the office and check in. And I walked into the office, and I was the artistic director. I walked into the office and the owner of the fair, my boss, was standing there screaming at the, the um, one of my top musicians, one of my, my best acts, one of my biggest acts. And that guy was screaming back at him. <laughs> they were in the middle of a giant argument. Now, in that scenario, I'm the middle management. I'm the one who who just walked into a fight with me in the middle, mm-hmm. right? And so I turned to I turned to the bookkeeper. I said, "What what the heck's going on?" He says, "Uh, he said, well, the musician turned in his paperwork and his social security was wrong. We don't know whether it was, you know, intentional or not, but the social security was not wrong. And the IRS contacted us and told us to hold thirty percent of his pay, and he just got a check that was thirty percent light." And I was like, okay, so now I have to look at this scenario from what is the fear response that's happening here? Uh, the owner of the fair was afraid of the IRS, <laughs> rightfully so, right? <laughs> and uh, and the uh, musician was afraid of not having his money, rightfully so. 
So my job now as a middle management was to offer a solution that would that would alleviate both of their fears. So the first thing I had to do before I could even focus on solutions to them is I had to alleviate the fear. And the, the way you alleviate that fear is you take the fault and guilt out of the room. I walked right in the middle of them and I said, guys, I am so sorry, this is my fault. And the fight stopped. Hmm. Because they were, they were having an emotional response because of the reaction to each other. They were in a reactive mode. And so by me taking blame, I stopped the arguing. I turned to the owner of the fair and I said, uh, he is on one contract with us and the IRS has asked us to hold 30% of his pay, but he gets two checks. Can we give him his full pay today and take the 30% out of his second check? The owner said, yes. I turned to the musician. I said, uh, you're going to get your full check today. And tomorrow morning, I'm going to come down and pick you up. And we're going to go down to the social security office and just get a copy of your social security card and we'll do the paperwork up and we'll be fine. And you'll get your full check at the end. And so I alleviated the fear, stopped the fight, ended up uh, solving the situation. And in the end, they both really admired me, even though I was the one who took the blame. Mm. <laughs> wow. That is good. Sweet. That, that is everything you've just talked about in action. Yeah. In action, baby. That's, I'm an action hero, man. I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> cool. You guys, um, you, guys know the, you guys know the difference between an action hero and a superhero, right? The one's Arnold Schwarzenegger and... No. Well, a, a, action, action heroes, ordinary individuals who create super results, superheroes are people who wear their underwear on the outside of their pants and are radiated by some sort of goo. <laughs> That's so real world is action heroes. Batman. Right. That's exactly right. And the, <laughs> the word action, action means cre- the word action means create motion, start momentum, or to do something. The word hero is someone who achieves extraordinary results in service of others. Ooh, from taking action. Oh, ah, he's just hitting us left and right with another one and another one. Awesome. So, John, uh, we like to ask this question, or at least we have been for for a little while. What's the question we ask? What do you think about goals, John? <laughs> yeah, what do, what do think? I think about goals? Yeah, I think goals a- are phenomenal. I think they're imperative. <laughs> But goals without actions, daydreams. Goals without mm. actions, poop daydreams. Poop or no poop. There it is. How do you how do you get a goal? Do you have an uh, you, you have a uh, what's your what's your if you were going to tell somebody in two minutes how to get your goals? What would you tell them? How to achieve them, or how to, how to decipher my own goal? Uh, mm. How to achieve them? How to, how, <coughs> how to achieve let's them? Let's say you've I got just, the I, goal. How do you actually get it now? Because that's mm. the problem. Most people make goals. And then it just sits there. Right. T- today's, today's actions are tomorrow's outcomes. So if you want to achieve anything, you've got, to, you've got to stack solid present moments that are successful and in alignment to your goal. And the more of those you stack, you win. You get it, right? And the interesting thing is the more you stack these things here, I said earlier your subconscious mind is filled with belief from your past and just literally memories of your present moments. Well, the more you can stack positive, successful, present moments here, your subconscious mind is getting filled with successful and positive. And so next thing you know, all, your, your growth becomes exponential because now even your subconscious mind is showing you you're successful. So stay seriously now oriented and focused here. And if you want to get your goal, remember, it's coming to you depending on what you do here and now. Mm. Bam. Mm. Right on the money. 100%. Mm. Thank you so much. John, for being on the show. This has been super enlightening, good stuff. Do you have anything you can leave our listeners with? Uh, A gold nugget, an action Action item. Yeah. 
Well, I'll tell you one action they should take, and, and it's really up to them if they want to or not. Um, I am going to give your audience a gift, and that gift is my 5F workbook. And when I say gift, I mean that for real. This is there, It's just completely free. You don't even have to give me an email address or anything. But if you go to my go to this link, and it's not you're not going to find it if you go to my website. You have to go to corporateactionhero.com/gift, and what you're going to get is the 5F workbook that'll help you go through your process to, of assessing what your goals are and go through the steps of achieving them. Um, and it's a free gift, so go there and get that. But while you're there, anyway, go all over my website, and there you'll find that I have a daily vlog. I put out a piece of motivation every day uh, that you can tap into. If you don't want to do it on the website, go to my YouTube channel. It's there, too. So uh, just dig into that. And really, literally, if you guys can take uh, anything from today's lesson, realize that you are the only one who can awaken your inner action hero, and you need to be an action hero and not a reaction zero. Mm. Boom. Bam. Awesome. Any any last last uh, words, Ryan? That you can always get. Ryan has the last laugh and the last word. <laughs> the last word. <laughs> I say, and it is done. No. Uh, <laughs> it is done. No, actually, it's it's, it's so it all, is written, so it is done. Yeah. <laughs> it's so amazing to me. Every, every time I do a show, every week, it always correlates what's going on in my life currently. Yeah. Maybe that's part of the subconscious. I don't know, but. I think it's really interesting, and you've touched on a lot of things for me personally, so I appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, working besides... Uh, oh, yeah, he said all, all of his that, links. Yeah, we, we got we're, all we're his all links. Good. We're going to we'll, put those in the, in the show, show notes. notes and, uh, yeah, and you can, you can find my, my LinkedIn, my Twitter, all that on the same page, corporateactionhero.com. Corporate, corporate action hero. I'm getting, I, I just I hear ACDC in the background when I hear action hero. Well, you know it's you know it's funny when you look at my when you watch my motivational videos. You, if you listen to the song that I have playing over the end, I literally ha- chose songs that sounded like a, a 1970s funk cop show. And so, and so, and so, it's, it's like it, it's like a Starsky and Hutch theme. It's kind of cool. <laughs> nice. Oh, I'm gonna have to check it out just for that. Yeah. All <laughs> Are right. You gonna take us out, Ryan? Yeah. Thanks for joining us, John. I really appreciate it, or we appreciate it here at the Best for Good Show. And uh, we always in the show with the hashtag Be Good Do Good. We say it three times. We get crazy or crazy as we say, cool crazy. At the end, you can look at us like we're crazy, or you can join in. Most people do join in with us. No pressure. Anyway. Three times. Here we go. Hashtag be good, do good. Hashtag be good, do good. Hashtag be good, do good. That's a wrap. Awesome. Thank you for listening to the Biz for Good Show podcast. We want to thank all our fans and guests on the show. Be sure to check us out on all our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For your hosts, Bobby Glenn James and Ryan Pilkington, this is Tim Jackson saying get out and do some good. Now go. Go.